What's up, everybody? It's Jack Taylor here. We're about to start part two of episode two of Quarantine Road. Last time we left off on the cliffhanger, if you want to call it that, we're about to talk about Billie Eilish. So let's get right to it. Everyone enjoy. Stay safe. Let's go. I don't even know where to start on this one other than uh, the name is Billie Eilish. I thought you were saying earlier you had a crush on her. Uh, well, I initially said fuck Billie Eilish. Oh, maybe I misinterpreted. And, then, and by that I meant like no need to listen to her and her music. Uh, now that, you know, I, the, other, yeah. the other night, the other night uh, I decided that I would, I would throw it on after, uh, let me, you know, I've given her a hard time as like an artist. She is, let me start with saying that she is gifted vocally. She does have good, you know, vocals. Other than that, I don't give her much. I, I'm sure she's a good person. And, you know, what brings her to be a topic right now is that she recently was on like, a, or maybe one or two, you know, concerts to raise money or fundraising for, you know, the COVID. COVID. Yeah, for COVID, either it be for the research or for those on the front line. So that makes her a great person, good person. I have nothing against her personally. Oh, my God. Stop pandering to Billie Eilish and just tell her that you think she sucks. <laughs> All right. So let me go back to what I said at the beginning of the initial podcast and fuck Billie Eilish. So where my, where my argument starts, and this is very – this is – Honestly, where I probably will go off on tangent. I apologize, everybody. Yeah. What What are your arguments against her? But my my, what I dislike about her, what what makes me angry the most, is that I have turned on two what I thought were great, you know, alternative rock rock stations that I've listened to. One, one of them being DC One Hundred One, which I've listened to since I was probably twelve, and then while I was in Atlanta, I listened to 105.7, which is their alt rock. They had a little more new wave than DC 101. DC 101 kind of stuck to like a little bit more like late 80s, grunge music, 90s, you know, the alt punk in the early 2000s. And then they, they had some good artists that came up through as we get to 2020. But uh, that and then uh, 105.7, 105.7 was more open to new stuff anyway. Uh, on both channels or stations, Billie Eilish was played, and what got me mad mm -hmm. is I don't I that is pop rock to me, even if it's even considered rock. But the fact that I turn on DC one hundred one and one hundred five seven, and I hear uh, a bad boy or a bad girl, whatever that song yeah. is, yeah. and it's played frequently, pissed me the fuck off. Dude, you. Uh... I think it's because those stations are just part of the machine. They're probably owned by iHeartRadio or somebody, and they are the the machine is building Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish is not an accident. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? So no, like, I'm this, getting it. Yeah, I know. It's right. it's fucking obnoxious that they're just putting her on a pedestal. It's like, oh, you need to listen to Billie Eilish. And yeah. So in in this last week, in between our podcasts, I've decided to do a deep dive into Billie Eilish's discography catalog or, yeah. yeah and what have i found just complete fucking trash <laughs> and by trash i mean like if this was like a dance club or something like that 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 music would be played there uh, and she doesn't know how to i don't think she knows how to play an instrument which rock to me you have to have the ability to play some other instrument i mean you can have great vocals yeah. in rock but you have to at least yeah. dabble in another instrument it's her brother yeah. That plays all the instruments. He's also like a producer, so he producer, yeah. yeah he I think he makes all the music pretty much, the sound of it at least. Yeah, and I mean, it's just freaking. Oh, and then so when I was doing the deep dive, I was like, let me see uh, some live tracks, see if she actually can sing. Mm -hmm. uh, and most of the time, you think it's like it's aut not auto tune, but like it doesn't. It does have some additional audio in the studio modifier yeah, yeah modifier to make it sound good so i was happy to hear not to hear say that she failed but that her vocals couldn't keep up whatever 
image like I'm punk rock and like I'm a depressed girl. I'm 18. I haven't seen the world and I'm still a pouty little girl image. That uh, that that bothered me. It was good to see her voice like crack and she's like, oh no. It's like, yeah, right. This is what rock and roll is. Like you're not going to hit it. <laughs> So when when it goes back to it, like what I was saying, like I was like before I said, fuck Billie Eilish. She was on those, uh, which one was hosted? This is the one that I can speak to the most. Is Elton John was hosting what was supposed to be a live from home concert. Did you see that, Lynn? Uh Uh-uh, I didn't. But I know who Elton John is. Yeah, yeah. Elton John, the rock star that he is. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so one of the art, like he had a bunch of artists on there, pop. there was maybe one or two country. Was Alicia Keys on it? If, if Alicia Keys wasn't on it, it wasn't a benefit concert. Alicia Keys was on there, and she okay, good. It was live, and it was good. Like, well, it was live in the sense it was Alicia Keys. It was, Keys, it was supposed to be a live concert, but it was live. To, it was definitely recorded, but there were certain artists that were singing while it was being recorded, and there were others that were recording while lip singing and then it was played, if that makes sense. It was a lip sync recording. So anyway, the only people that actually sung or that was a live recording were Billy Joe Armstrong, I believe that's his name from Green Day. Oh, I don't know that guy's name, but the main guy. Yeah, the main guy sang a live recording and he had his guitar and it was cool as shit. And then the other one, that was that was on there was Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters. He did yeah. uh, "There Goes My Hero" live recording. You could hear that it was like Foo "There Rock. Goes My Hero." I believe that's I'm the just one. Testing out. Yeah, is yeah. that the right song? Yeah, yeah. That's you know. That's, okay, thanks. Uh, Are they going to charge us? There was a couple. Of, Alicia Keys actually did a live recording, and then also, uh, I uh, funny a couple. The Backstreet Boys were on there throwing back. Wow. There. Couple of the all people, of them together. Well, they they did it together, but they're all at their own houses. So it was a oh wow. But one or two of them were lip singing. A couple of them were actually recording singing. I was like, I respect that. Right. So then there was a couple other artists that were live recording singing, if that makes sense. But then there was a shit ton of them, including Mariah Carey, was lip singing. It's like this is fucking bullshit, and. You know who else was was also considered a rock star that was lip singing from a couch in like the fetal position next to her brother, Billy Eilish. Get the fuck out. Get off the fuck off. Rock. I just can't stand. And then all right, so yeah. Yeah, I just said that. So she does not count as rock to me at all. No, she doesn't. I wouldn't. She pop, but yeah, she's pop for sure. And then uh, you know I, I was did, did my deep dive on her her discography. And one of her songs is called Bellyache. It's literally, <laughs> it's called Bellyache. And then I read the lyrics. I'm not going to read them right now. You all can do your own. Yeah, read yourself. Figure it out, people. Learn something. She uses, the name of the song is called Bellyache. And uh, she actually uses the word Bellyache in the song. And the only time that an 18-year-old, she is 18, should be talking about a Bellyache is because she ate too many cookies at the local dance. She has never done drugs. She doesn't know rock and roll. And then she also sings about way too much about love at the age of 18, that these songs are from when she was 14, that she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. So Yeah, but so did Britney Spears. She sang about love when she was 18. But, you know, it's just a different pop star. That's what they do. She's, she's, a, she's, a, she's a product of the machine. It's not like, she, sure, she has her own views and her own brain and she makes her own songs and it's her own voice and shit. But it's not like there were these. It's not like there weren't. It wasn't a huge label that was like, all right, we're gonna invest in her when when she's thirteen and create a quote unquote rock star by the time she's eighteen, and we're gonna make a billion dollars off her. She's gonna make money too, but she's a product of this machine. That's why she's getting played. No, and and that's what radio because those radio stations are owned by the iHeartRadio or Live Nation. And they have deals with the the they have deals with the uh, record labels, and they pump out certain songs to you so they can build demand and build uh, interest in them. You know, you're right. And then, like, what 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 you're saying? There's other artists that I was thinking about. Like, all right, who was our Billie Eilish growing up? 
I mean, you had uh, Chris beat my woman Brown, Chris Breezy. He yeah. Was, he was probably like 14. And then you had, uh, and I don't mean to bring her up right after him, Rihanna. She was probably 15. And then yeah, had- but they weren't necessarily products of the system. They were, those people were found. Like Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears were products of the system. They were like in it since they were 10 years old and became super pop stars because that was the thing to do by the time they were 17 to be the most famous they could was be. It, was it a cookie cutter that you were part of like the, the Disney? Or it the, was like the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. Right. It was like, it was like before Disney Channel or maybe while the first thing of Disney Channel was like the Mickey Mouse Club and there was all these young actors and actresses. I think I'm all kind of making this stuff up, but I no, think I think you're right. You're right. Don't worry. About and, it. and, um, and they were all like, they would provide the content for the Disney channel. They would act and sing and do whatever the fuck they did. And then they all grew up to be super successful pop stars and stuff. Like I think Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, like maybe like Mandy Moore, Ryan Gosling, like all these people came from the Mickey Mouse club because they were just in the system. And it's like, all right, you know the the business of music is like our entertainment is like all right we're going to take these we're going to groom them to be have the skills to be entertainers and they're going to be entertainers and they're going to work in our industry and make money for our industry and make money for themselves and that's just what it is so I, I think britney spears is probably the last like most comparable to billy eilish just because they're both part of the system they both can't became so famous when they're young and they're both what pop was in their day. I mean, sounds different, but Billie Eilish is pop. I mean, it's just that every teenager like wants to get a tattoo when they're 13 and go to a therapist when they're 15 and be on Xanax by their 17. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's like what's cool nowadays. I think, I don't know what's cool. I don't know what's cool in general, but I think that's what they think is cool. Yeah. Well, and uh, yeah. So it's just, don't believe anything you hear. Reality is a suggestion. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to take a leak. You take over for a little bit and have your own little spiel. Oh, okay. Let's see. Uh, damn. Now I'm on the spot. I don't even know what to talk about. All right, let's see. Maybe you can add this into the TV show section. Just good TV I've watched recently. One TV show that I think everyone should watch that I watched probably in the past six months is Castle Rock on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. There are two seasons, I believe 10 episodes each. They are somewhat related, but they're each season is a different story. It is based off of the greater works of Stephen King. It is based in the Stephen King universe. Castle Rock is the town that a lot of place a lot of Stephen King stuff takes place. It's also the production company that Carl Reiner made when he made the Stephen King movies he made. He named it Castle Rock in homage to Stephen King and his work. And it is fantastic. Great mystery, great suspense. The story is amazing. The acting is great. In the first season, there's, I think in the fifth episode, Sissy Spacek is, I don't know if you say Spacek or Spacek, but Sissy Spacek is the mom. And she has this one episode that's all about her and is absolutely crazy. she's She's going through early and middle stages of Alzheimer's. And it just does this whole crazy, amazing acting. I don't want to say interdimensional, but cross timeline thing in the fifth or sixth episode. And it's really good. But yeah, watch Castle Rock on HBO. This has been Lynn's Thoughts. And I'll see you on the next one. Okay. And we continue. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot. I mean, I'm sure like... She is, Billie Eilish is definitely a product of that. The machine, know, maybe. Machine, yeah. The machine. Yeah, but she does, I mean, her music is not fantastic by any means. Even just looking yeah, at it objectively. Like, oh, so that goes with, I do want to say this, like, at what point, like, and I was like, oh, what bothers me is I've heard Elton John, Dave Grohl, Eddie Vedder, They've all said, oh, she's a very talented artist. She's definitely going to get, get somewhere or go somewhere. But I don't think in, let's go like down the road, 10, 15 years, we're going to be at a party somewhere, you know, you're at a, a gathering 
you're not going to hear somebody's like, yo, put on some Billie Eilish, bro, or, you know. For sure you will, dude. No, of course no. you will. No. Things change, oh. dude. You're not acknowledging oh. the change. You've got to acknowledge yeah, no, the change. No, that's not happening. That's never going to happen. If that happens, dude, in 20 I'm going I'm to walk out the door or I'm going to blast myself through the window because that's... Dude, what was music in 20 years will be... All right, so you're talking about like Dave Grohl, right? You would, if you were somewhere, you'd be like, put on some Nirvana or put on some Foo Fighters, right? Yeah, yeah. That was what the early '90s. That's almost 30 years ago. In 20 Dave years, Grohl, like Grohl, about, that'll be 50 full years. What What are you listening to now that people were listening to 50 years ago? What was 50 years ago? Were 2020, 1970s? You're not listening to any early 70s stuff. I guess maybe a little bit of rock. I don't know. Yeah, Cream. I mean, the Beatles were... Uh, I guess the Beatles. Yeah, with the Beatles. Yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. As far as a, a worldwide phenomenon, like, all right, once you said the Beatles, that makes sense, right? So we listen to the Beatles. I don't know that Billie Eilish is going to be... A right, that's right. what I'm saying. Okay. Right, right, right. Or like an ACDC or somebody. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right. yeah, yeah, okay, I'll agree with that. But I would say in five years and 10 years, people will still be doing that. I don't know, dude. She could be around... She could be around till she's seventy-five making music. It's only eight, though. But the, yeah, dude, she's not gonna oh, die tomorrow. Oh, pops a bunch of zannies. <laughs> the but one thing I have to say about her, that, I, I mean, you, you can cut this out or you can leave this for the the premium but, subscribers. But yeah. fuck little Zan and fuck all those mumble rappers, dude. <laughs> Get a fucking life, dude. <clears throat> I think little Zan called the police on himself because he ate a hot Dorito and thought he was having a heart attack. I mean, these kids yeah. can't even open their eyes. They're walking around drooling out of their, their mouth and their nose. And then one of them, Lil Peep, I remember this. I, when it was happening, my friend was sending me, I guess it was uh, Instagrams or Instagram stories or something, some sort of video documentation of Lil Peep just kept taking more and more bars of Xanax on this one afternoon. And I was like, what is this kid doing? And he was like, I don't know, dude. I'm just watching these videos. He's like drinking lean. He's doing Xanax. It's all going on at the same time. And then like the next morning, it's like, little peep is dead. And I'm like, all right, yeah, duh, he's dead. These kids are idiots. What are they munching down on Xanax for? I don't understand. It's like they're munching down on them. And they're chilling they're like 132 pounds. It's, these things are going to melt their brains and they're going to fall on their faces. Well, why is that a popular a look or like thing to do i feel like we're just young like we're old men and the times have changed but it's just severely uncool to be to be a uh yeah but it's so so i feel like it's so severely uncool to be a little like bitch ass punk goth xanax rapper dude you know what i mean it's like the lamest thing i've ever heard and that's what these kids are yeah and uh, fuck them and that's kind of what Billie Eilish is too. She's just a girl version. She's a lame, punk ass. You well, can't say the B word to her. She does do do drugs like it. She. Might I don't think she does drugs either, but she looks like she does, dude. I mean, that's, that's, that's all the thing that she is like trying to like copy. Like, oh, I'm like the like somebody. But that's like, but that's like the look now is to look like you're on Xanax. Like even if you're not, it still looks cool to look like you're on Xanax. So, I mean, that's what she looks like. Her eyes are always droopy. Hold on, let me let me restart. That is just. Stupid. <laughs> What'd you say? The R word? Yeah, I said the R word. Yeah, I can't say that. Oh, just say that's um, that's R word. <laughs> that's, that's a bunch of uh. Yeah, know. that's um, that's departed. No, no. <laughs> well, why can't you say so, that? Uh, <laughs> are you still gonna go, Darlin? Go where? For the the next and final round of. Uh, the topics, or do we just say? What's the last round? I don't know. I've I've lost my piece of paper. Oh. <laughs> it's uh, it's we're talking about coworkers. I don't know a lot of people out there. Oh, coworkers. Yeah, hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, I'm getting uh, you know, stir crazy. I'm getting mad at my significant other. I just can't. You know, I'm getting tired of having sex and eating food on my couch. I want to. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see these people that I thought I, you know, miss, and then you got to go back and realize, like, I still fucking hate these people. I, there's a reason why that I should have loved staying at home and doing this and, you know, spending time either watching Netflix, the shows that we recommended, you know, listen to not anything but Billie Eilish. Yeah. So this segment, and I feel like this is going to be a recurring segment, is we're going to call it Marge's Moments. <laughs> 
and where the, the largest moments. Yeah, where it comes from, and you, and Lynn can have his own take on the name. You can, you don't even have to use the name, but March yeah, has no. But I know what you mean. Yeah, special place in my heart. She made my life a world of misery because she just hated her life and wanted to impose it on those that were around her. She was a horrible person. Then sometimes she would show show a light of being a nice person, but then she would take it all away in a dark hole, as in she. Rawr. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, let me paint a picture for Marge. And that's her. That's her. Going to be her voice. like that. Yeah, she sounded like that. Like I'm Batman, but it was I'm Marge. <laughs> Yeah, Marge, Marge, <clears throat> Marge. Uh, I'm here to protect the fat and the feeble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you already got it. Yeah, Marge yeah. is a uh, maybe a upper fifties woman, single her whole life, hates life because she chose it that way, but loves the Lord. She no, you got her. How the hell did you get that? <laughs> Dude, if she's single, she's I married to God. I know, dude. Yeah. Dude, awesome, man. Dude, she's married to God and she's a closeted lesbian because she doesn't want God to find out. That's why she's yeah, single. Yeah, she's well, married to the uh, Lord. Lynn is giving the true words to what I'm saying right yeah. now. But, uh, she doesn't really sound like what I'm saying. All conjecture, too. I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. know about Marge. But, so Marge, uh, you know, nothing turned out for me, Jack, but uh, I'm going to take a uh, world of hurt on your side. So. What I compare it to, like, uh, here's a short story about a March moment. I first started at this job and I was trying to, you know, be a nice guy and walk in and just say good morning. This is March. Jack, no one needs to tell me fucking good morning. I have a good day every day. By the way, <laughs> this is my office and you listen to me. That's a short story for March, but that's like, basically paints a picture and wow. she you know what know what uh people when people you know who doesn't have good days every day marge no yeah marge and people who say every day is a good day <laughs> that means every day is pretty much bad and you've just lowered what your tolerance for describing something as good is <laughs> that's yeah. all that means yeah marge sounds like a shithead dude <laughs> Dude, you yeah. can't say that if someone says good morning to you. Yeah, That's yeah. Unbelievable. It was basically good morning, Marge. Fuck you, Jack. That's Dude, I could I could understand if she was the sandwich artist at the subway you went to and she didn't you didn't she didn't want to be talked you to and that's that. what yeah, she did. That, yeah. But like, yeah, but if she's the person that you walk her office you walk by to when you come in, in the morning and you don't say hello and she yeah. or you do say hello and she comes back with some sort of just really just really disrespectful and uh, retort then um, she deserves to be, uh, I don't know, and the, you know. She gets her own she segment deserves, on. Uh, she deserves to be maskless. She deserves to be maskless. That's the new, uh, <laughs> new lingo for like first to yeah, go. Like, she deserves to be a defender of the line. Yeah, she deserves to be maskless. She is marginalized. Yeah, unmasked. Yeah. They've stripped her of her mask. Um, I don't have any, uh, I think I, I, I uh, expended my. Uh, corona fearsome work frustration with uh, the the Dunkin' Donuts and Krispy Kreme catastrophe of of April 2020. But um, I can't remember listen, if that made the podcast. But oh, basically during like the heights of the coronavirus, when there was pe- we were rising on the peak. So t- on on two instances. Somebody brought oh, in. Oh, I think it didn't um, mean the market. I actually no, I don't know if it did. Just continue. Sorry. Well, somebody brought in communal donuts two different times, like a box of donuts in the break room, which is a nice, very nice thing to do. But it's just not the right thing to do when the whole point of being like the whole thing about being safe is like keep your hands away, like yeah, don't touch anything. Yeah, let's not touch thing that other people could be touch touching and like. You know, just it's really, you know, it's a good thought. It's nice. It's like, oh, maybe somebody might like a donut or a munchkin, but maybe just not right now. Maybe in a couple of weeks, but whatever. Listen to this though. There was a high speed police chase that ended like outside of my office yesterday. All right. This is a good story. I mean, we, we are continuing with the uh, police, I guess, stories because I got chased down by the cops last episode oh right right so let's keep the cops in 
Yeah, so and we yesterday, are for the boys in blue. Uh, go cops! Let's go. Yeah, we're for the boys in blue. Hell yeah! Um, the cops, the cops won in this situation. I'm gonna uh, spoiler alert, but they won. Uh, apparently, some guy was apparently he was a homeless man, but he was in a Mercedes. I don't know where he got the Mercedes from, but he there's a, a roundabout, maybe like a, a three quarters of a mile to the left of my office. And about 500 feet to the right of my office is a train track and um, a train track and a T intersection. So he came from the left. Apparently the cops either, he was out a warrant out for his arrest or something, but the cops were like going after him at the roundabout. He flew through the roundabout, hit pedal to the metal, going down the street, coming past my office. And I guess there were cops at the end of my street and he crashed into a cop car like, driveway entrance to my office but like 40 feet past on, on the opposite side of the road and they like apprehended him and there was like 15 police not 15 but probably like eight police cars i think he was like under arrest for like drug charges or something but it was pretty crazy atlanta uh, and i live in baltimore this is saying something most i guess crazy shit that i've ever seen and in my life is definitely Atlanta over Baltimore. I don't know why, but it just happens to be that the stuff you see in Atlanta is like, I mean, there's so many stories that I could go off on tangents, but I'm not going to, but yeah. You don't have any stories about it. Like former coworkers just being asked to you. Not really. I got plenty. I could keep going. No one's ever been like an ass to me. I'd say. So not coworkers for sure. I think I'm too big for someone to be an ass to me like yeah, that. Well, I'm not that much smaller, but they just fucking hated my guts. I guess Marge. I mean, how big was Marge? Sounds like she's okay. Marge is either, I'll tell you what she either is. Marge is either 5'3, 275, Ooh. or she's 5'10, 450. Ooh. She's uh option A. Short and squat? Yeah. And her hair is cut to above her shoulders, beneath her ears. Do I need to show you a picture of this lady? You've got her. Am I hitting it on the head still? You just need to add a snaggle tooth to it, and then you're good. Oh, she's got it. So she was never <laughs> orthodontically repaired as a child, dude. That's where it comes from. Her parents didn't love her. Her parents didn't love her. She, her parents didn't love her. She was neglected. They didn't get her braces. She probably started feeling uh, sexually attracted to females around the age of 13, but growing up in a highly religious household somewhere in the sticks of Maryland, Virginia, no, or Jersey, somewhere else. New Jersey. New Jersey. So she couldn't be. you. So Uber, never mind, let's, let's recount. Uber Roman Catholic, northern New Jersey chick, who could never come out to her father because she'd be disowned, lived a life as just a, a kind of a bitch bull dyke, and is now still married to the Lord because it's the only thing tying her to reality and, and some sort of a community. And she goes about her days re- responding to good morning with don't wish me good morning. Every day I have is good, which means she's about one spilled ketchup packet away from <laughs> blowing her brains out. That's it. She gets, or, she uh, misses, she a misses a, a, a ketchup on her fry and she's blowing her brains out. The funny thing is, and you hit the, you know, right on the, the head there. But uh, she would always go in and there was a beautiful a Latina chick that I worked with and she was a couple, many years, uh, maybe 10 years older than me, but she looked like she was still like 21, yeah. phenomenal. She would always come in, Chica, what are you doing this weekend? Would <laughs> and, you would, and it was just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. my language you can't yeah yeah seriously yeah. what are you doing this week i mean i don't even know if this is going to make the final cut because we're probably getting, I what, getting cut trouble? off the this might get cut off spotify why i don't know i don't know i don't know I, I, but you, you no know, there's worse there's worse stuff out there believe Lynn, me Lynn, you killed it there on the i don't even have to go into like a full-on description just me going in there like hey you got her man yeah I, I mean, there's only a certain type of person that sounds, looks, I mean, and acts that way. They, they just, she fits a mold that I guess I just kind of understood. I don't know. I, I, if I could paint, I wish I could like paint or draw and I would draw her, 
and then we'd see. Dude, dude, please. But I can't draw. Like, there's no way I can take the image in my brain and put it on something physical. Oh, dude, if you were able to draw, then we could put it on the Instagram, and then we would have that as the Marge. Marge, I know. Maybe I'll, you know what? There's definitely not as many people getting arrested nowadays because everyone's in their home. So that means the prison um, suspect artists are kind of out of work. Oh, sh- yeah, shit. So they- let me call up a suspect artist and see if I can do an over-the-phone description and have them draw up Marge. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see if it compares. <laughs> and even if it doesn't look right, who cares? It's still kind of funny. Oh, man. All right, so we're back to the Marge moments. Yeah, Marge moments. I don't have any Marge moments. If you've got another Marge moment, you can go ahead. But I don't, I've never been really like – I've been, I guess, disrespected by not a coworker, but someone that I'm like working with. But it was, it was always because of just incompetency, and then they get a little bit angry. Oh, dude, the and then, there's a lot of incompetence. And then you have to like just keep it kind of like be like, okay, well – you know, why don't you keep your cool there, dude? You're 47 years old and you're cursing at me in the on a dirt road at a construction project because you oh. made a mistake three months ago that uh, is now affecting you. And I told you three months ago you were making a mistake and now here we are. So, I mean, get out of my face and we'll talk, I'll never talk to you again. But yeah, yeah, other than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Also, dude, there's nothing, I'll say this right now. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll be right back. There's there's something about chewing tobacco where when if so if you're like a lawyer and you look like a normal lawyer and you represent respectable clients et cetera et cetera et cetera just whatever image you have in your mind of what a lawyer looks like you know went to a good school has a very nice job drives an Audi whatever whatever that looks like whatever that person in your brain looks like. Take that person and then put chewing tobacco in their way. Doesn't it make that person automatically like several points less than the original person without the chewing tobacco? It makes you seem, it's not just dumber. It's not just stupider. It's not just more incompetent, not just more, I don't know, lazy or uh, un, uh, unable to control, have willpower. So there's all these different little factors that go into it, but it makes it less than the person without the chewing tobacco in it. And there's just so many people down here that chew tobacco. It just makes you all the time you think like, is this person like for real? Are they gonna like use uh, like tenses wrong in the sentence when I speak to them? Like that's, I guess that's it. When I see people chewing tobacco, I assume that at some point in our conversation, they're gonna use verb te- a verb tense incorrectly because that's just, they're chewing tobacco. I mean, I just, I don't understand it. Yeah, that's why I had to say. Yeah, no. Growing up in the Northeast, I think the only time you saw chewing tobacco is if you're at like a, I don't know if you went to these, Lynn, but you would, you would go to like a barn party or uh, just hanging out with the the boys. You you know you you spit tobacco, drink beer. Yeah, no. I mean, I yeah. When I was in high school, I I mean, I dipped, uh, I dipped times in my life, but it's not like I'm talking about the people who are just like chomping on it all day long, and they've got. Never have I seen where I go into, let's say, the estimating office of the construction, my the team that I work with, like at the company. I go in there, and they're all spin tobacco into like a yeah. water bottle, and I'm like, and it, it sits there. It might sit there for three days before they empty it. I'm like, what the fuck? Is yeah, that? right. And then that's the thing too. It's like one, you can see it in their lip, and then you can see like little fragments of tobacco, like loose tobacco, like in between their teeth or on their lip or like up in their mustache. And it's like, it, it's just like very uncleanly. And it like looks uncleanly. And then you've got this receptacle with this disgust. I know it's like everyone knows what chewing tobacco is and like what it looks like. But if you really think about what it is at basic level, like it's a disgusting receptacle with your tainted saliva, with your like rotten saliva in it. And it's like, what are we doing here? Well, yeah, the French, disgusting. the French, like to do a tie back here. The French think that's okay. That's good. You got, they got think it's okay. So what we're saying is, don't don't chew the tobacco. Take the pouch, boil some water, <laughs> pour it in a teacup. Put the pouch in the teacup. Drink that. You'll just get the nicotine. 
You'll just get the nicotine. Everything will be fine. I am a doctor. This is something you can take completely seriously. If you want to avoid getting the coronavirus, get more nicotine into your diet by taking pouch chewing tobacco and, ma and making tea from it. I swear to God, this will help. I have four degrees. If I wasn't in San Francisco right now, I would show you them on my wall. Okay. Uh, this is being recorded on a Zoom. He's sitting in his living room and he's got the bag. Oh, right, right. I forgot they can't see us. Oh, yeah. Thank God. That's my first uh, on radio, major on radio mistake. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, as we go into the final minutes of this podcast, this might be a two-parter. Sorry, everybody. Or congrats, everybody. We no, you're welcome, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot of fuck you. Yeah. Some goodness. Thanks for listening, guys. But also, fuck you if you're like, oh, it's a two-parter shop. So you get to hear more of our fucking voices. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I, no. I shouldn't get. I shouldn't get. There's. I shouldn't have animosity toward the viewers. I should. I should work on that. By the way, uh, Lynn hasn't even listened to the first episode yet. After dude, it's no. That's not a crazy thing. That's not wild. That's not a crazy thing for me to not listen to it. It might be more crazy that I've listened to it seventy uh, seven times. Yeah, that's crazier. I mean, well, I, I know what happened. I was talking. I, also I was there. Anyway, I had to cut it yeah, up. Yeah, you had to edit it. That's different. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I know what we talked about, in, in a, you know, with my as much as my memory could capture. Eh, it's what it is. It missed, mine missed quite a bit at the end there. Because um, <laughs> you're Alabama Slammer? The Alabama Slammers hit pretty hard that evening. The one thing that was brought up by Lynn, and I'm not going to take credit for this, and this is probably going to be on the outtakes, but it's still good content, and it's might be its own 15-minute segment, and I think it's actually probably one of our better segments coming through is that Lynn brought up that we were going to do a telethon for the uh, the thoughts on Instagram oh. that are not getting as much advertisement as they need in these trying right. times to make a dollar. And I'll right. like Lynn to go through his his thought process on that. And then I'm going to give, it's going to be my thought and we might join them together and it might be something. And make a, a, a double thought with yeah. an OT. Well, um, oh, you're, you're on the same line that I'm thinking there. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. go ahead, go. So, so basically, I think I've told you guys about Tom Kapoor, which is uh, basically just a cultural appropriation. I'm appropriating the Jewish culture and religion by taking Yom Kippur, making it my own, doing it bi-weekly to cut down on weekly cut down on total just general calorie consumption during the coronavirus because we're eating too much and we're not exercising enough. Then I was thinking, what other cultures and religions can I appropriate while also rhyming with Tom? And wouldn't you know it, Ramadan was like two weeks ago. So I think I was I think the name is now let me you remember are, you are Jewish, you you converted. I'm a converted Jew, raised Roman Catholic and I spent about two and a half days in a in what I believe to be a cult, but they called it a commune. So I'm pretty pretty well versed across the board. It wasn't a cult; it was a commune. But you know, wink, wink. There were still goats walking around, and somebody died trying to protect the rainforest. Like six months we got before we got there, Prote quote unquote, protecting the rainforest. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, sure, okay. Um, so how right. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah, Ramadan. That's a Greta, that's a Greta Thunberg uh, reference there. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good, actually. Um, <laughs> um, so Ramadan happened. So I thought, now that we have this platform, we can reach people, we can, we're gaining people's interest, and hopefully they're beginning to like us. Maybe they'll join us in giving back a little bit. Yeah. And I'm trying to set up the Ramadan telethon for underprivileged thoughts. So obviously coronavirus is taking a toll on workers of every industry. And woman. we must not forget about the, the, you know, the grassroots Instagram thoughts. <laughs> so what I wanna do is put together a, like an eight hour telethon. We have, uh, it'll be like a variety show. We'll have different acts juggling, uh, you know, maybe we'll get a, a magician, we'll get one of those dogs that stands on its hind legs, maybe somebody will sing, play the piano, we'll figure it all out. Dancing bear, maybe? Dancing bears, and since it, it will be, uh, will have to be remotely or, you know, zoom zoomily. so maybe Russia. even if our, lis if our listeners want to say, hey, I can play, you know, a two third eye blind songs, okay, that'll fill five minutes to six minutes of our eight hour telethon, sure. 
we'll let you on. We'll do a little vetting to make sure you're not going to drop your pants and show us your dick and balls. But what I'm getting at is we'll have a telethon, the Ramadan telethon for underprivileged thoughts. We're going to be raising money to help Instagram thoughts who are uh, not working as much right now because they can't get out to the gym, do squats. They can't go to parks and do squats. They can't go to juice bars and do squats while holding a juice. They can't go to, they can't go sit on a city bike, but not actually ride it, but they just sit on it to get their, their hind leg in a position that shows off their ass. They can't do those things right now. They can't create the content they were creating. I'm sure advertisers are paying less or advertising less to people. May or may not be buying more things. So the threshold, if you're an Instagram thought out there and you want to reach out and be supported and maybe be part of our promotional deal to help get this telethon started, it's under 100,000 followers can apply. Any sort of thought of any shape or size, we're inclusive to all thoughts. Um, as What's-His-Face said, one thought, two thought, red thought, blue thought. I don't know the rest of the lines. Something, something, hot top okay somebody wrapped something like that one time so reach out to the reach out to the instagram page about the telethon we'll be devising some plans but just to let you know the ramatan telethon for underprivileged thoughts is is in the planning stage okay so let's all get excited for it and let's raise some money for these thoughts all right lynn uh actually to go with that now that we have that yeah. this is my this is a little food for, food for thought here. Food for thought. I love it. <clears throat> That's the name that I want to go with. It's going to be food for thoughts. And so it goes off of, I didn't, I'm not going to take credit. Lynn did the, uh, you know, the, the real work. I came up with my name for it, but basically. Well, I want to say one thing. Go. <laughs> I don't want to take any credit away from that name, but I've been saying food for thought as like a phrase for probably about a year and a half now. Like I will use it to, you know, if I'm texting someone saying, Hey, do you want to go get, you want to go get some, you don't want to go, uh, you want to go, I, you know, you can't do anything now. Right. Right. So like, doesn't know what he's talking about. We're going to continue, yeah. uh, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Try to try, uh, yeah. Yeah. I've been saying that for a year. Yeah. Fuck you. Uh, I have. I know, I know. I, everyone trusts you, but you couldn't come up with the story that it was the backbone behind right it. Right here. Anyway, the uh, food for thought was initially, so right now, everyone's, you know, it's hard to get a dollar right now. And, you know, everyone's holding on to the money that they have. And, you know, they're not looking to spend as much as they usually would if they had a, you know, a usual income or it wasn't underneath these quarantine times or basically the shutdown of the whole economy. So who's hurting the most is probably the working girl or the working yeah. girl in the, you know, the sex stuff, you know, girl, guy, furry, lady boy, whatever. They're not making as much money. because That's why we're setting up the quarantine road is setting up the food for thought. It's a fundraiser to raise money, to give back so that, Susie Q can, you know, replace that soggy cucumber that's being dual used for way too long. Or she needs something else to perform with. Uh, she needs to put new content out there. Basically, we are coming to their aid to, one, buy their OnlyFans or their premium Snapchat. So we are looking to raise money to be able to give back to that community, the working community. And okay. why, why would the listener of Quarantine Road give money if they're not going to get anything out of it? Well, let me tell you guys and gals. Well, we're going to, if you donate to, and we'll be, it'll be posted in a link on the Instagram. I don't have it yet. Wait, I have some brainstorming. I have some brainstorming. Let me finish. Okay. And then we'll go back. We're going to post a link or it might be stated soon on a, like a semi-release with this actually podcast. This is pre-recorded, of course. There's gonna be a link that we're gonna have out there that everyone can make their donation. And if we make any, like if our first shot is to make $50, and with that $50 that are donated to Quarantine Road, all $50 will be going to the working girl. 
or, or whatever, who gets the upvote? And then how does it, you get the upvote? Is basically if you make a donation to the program, DM Quarantine Road on Instagram, your top three of those that you want the money to go to. And then after the two week, I guess, time frame that we're taking in donations, we'll take everyone's list, then we'll make a, uh, a link for the vote to come up with the top three that we get, the top three that come back with a vote. Those that are the listeners that show proof of purchase or proof of donation will get all access to the premium content. And I feel like there's a win, 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 win here. All yeah, the wins come wins. back on everybody. And it's honestly the, you know, these, I don't want to say uh, they don't have any other talents besides riding a cock in their bed. Well, they don't do that. They don't do that. We never see them do that. They just insinuate. A fake cock. You see me a dildo is what I meant to say. But the premium, you know, you don't know. You, like, I'm just throwing that out there. That's, you know. This is what we want to give back to this community. And one of my buddies, he's also, he's already in OnlyFans. He's bought a couple. He's, you know, everyone got Have there. you? I've never used it. Have you? No, no, I have not. Yeah. But my, one of my buddies, <laughs> after that, uh, that Santa Trump check came in, he bought a couple. And we'll do, we'll make sure that we get the good content because he paid for one that was literally got a little side cleavage. We want full on action. And it was, there, was yeah. no, there was nothing there. There was no, you know, all of that. I don't want to say it too much on here. But anyway, Food for Thought is the fundraiser name. And then Lynn's got some ideas. Go ahead. So, one, um, Food for Thought is a good name. Two, the, the voting thing I like, what if, in, what if we use the Ramatom telethon to, like, promote the thoughts? So however many thoughts we get in, right? Sure. apply yeah we say it's eight thoughts or 16 thoughts we divide the eight hours of the telethon up equally to those thoughts and each of those thoughts sponsors the half hour or the hour or the 15 minutes depending on how it breaks down and then the money will get divvied up equally to them but it'll promote them and they can come on and say who they are and be like hey join my thing it'll give them promotion too during the ramatom telethon you know what i'm saying so you actually you actually want to hold a telethon that no one's going to call into. <laughs> yes, I do. this is going to be the This is literally going to be the more less traveled segment. It'll, but it'll build promotion for the voting uh, thing on the jigger. Dude, all right, continue. <laughs> I don't know. What to say. <laughs> okay, let me go back to how I use the the phrase "food for thought." So I use it if I like ask someone a question or suggest something to do. I'll be like, okay. Um, you want to take credit for an easy like pun? Okay. Yeah, but I've been using it for so long, dude. I haven't typed the word T-H-O-T-H-O-U-G-H-T in probably two years. I type T-H-O-T every day in real emails to work people too. I don't care. I'm ruthless. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. I swear. Well, so like what, what, like what random lunch uh, that you're at Chick-fil-A that you're like, oh, let me just write this down, huh? Yeah, so I'm like, so what I'll say is what I'm like suggesting something to do. I'll be like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm just going to go. Yeah, give me uh, 45 minutes. I'm going to go get my car washed and then I'll meet you at the place at 515. Um, do you think we should go and get drinks before? period food for thought question mark so it's like you throw something in at the end it's food for thought think about it and then you get a response back but did you think of it would be actual legitimate fundraiser that we can actually reach yeah. out with i think people page because i feel like there's a couple girls that i might send this to in hopes like they they take the bait like the one uh, sponsor yeah and uh they like well sponsor back they, and then they could they could they could forward people to the page. And you know how many creeps are going to be like, oh, let me, uh, let, me, uh, let me buy some money. Let me uh, fundraise. I want to see a little girl. I don't know. Why does he have to be Indian? Um, <laughs> uh, that was my Chinese accent, dude. I don't know. Oh, that was Chinese? <laughs> I thought that was like Apu. Um, yeah, what if, we just have, what if we just have people who want to promote their OnlyFans page 
not sponsor an episode, but we can say, you know, they don't have to pay us or anything, but it can just be sponsored by uh, Misty May. Her, her OnlyFans page is Misty Maddie May. Bell? Penny, whoever it is. Yeah, and then they sponsor them, they get promotion. And they don't, I don't mean, they don't have to give anything to us. I guess they could just be nice to us or something. I don't know. Just like passively be nice. Like if we saw them in the street, they'd like wave maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's, let's, um, I think uh, offline we should work out the, the, the uh, logistics. Uh, the logistics Probably, of the uh, food for But maybe next year we can do Ramatom Telethon once we've got a larger viewership that can, that will actually call in. It doesn't have to be eight hours. It could be four hours. Maybe we raise a hundred bucks for a thought, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, dude, I think, uh, I think we're getting somewhere, man. This, this might take off and we're, this is not going to be on the air. What I just. Robotron telethon. Yeah. No, no, no. I think, uh, I think we're going to, we're, we're going to attract some viewers here. It's going to be good. Also a thought for the food for thought. What if we, what if people can only donate canned peas or canned peas and carrots? And that's it. That's the only food we can give thoughts. I was I was hoping it would be a cucumber or a zucchini. <laughs> no, no, I actually want to feed them. <laughs> I mean, they're I being fed. They're being fed one way. Like in their orifices. <laughs> what the hell, dude? They can't. Eat, I guess if they clean it well enough. That's what I said. Like that, that soggy cucumber needs to be put to rest, and then, then yeah, you, just make sure you peel it before you eat it. Jesus Christ, these are horrible jokes. I'm sorry. Any, any like woman them. is listening to this. <laughs> Dude, I mean, they know. What are you talking about? Yeah, they know. They know they, more they, than they, us. They know more they, than us speaking about it. They, they would actually have the chance to do it, you know? Yeah. Or frozen hot dogs. How many, what percentage of females over the age of 21 do you think have stuck a vegetable in their vagina? Like one out of 10? I don't think that'd be crazy to say one out of 10. Uh, that's, yeah. I, I, I have nothing to say on it, but yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So? So, yeah. I mean, everyone's been to a porn website, too, so they know what the fuck we're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, porn porn people don't account for one in ten females. I'm talking about just, you know, Cindy Lou down the street. You know, she grew up and stuck a – she definitely stuck a candy cane up her tingling. Oh, dude, this is being cut right now, but – yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's referred to a vagina as a tail. Yeah, yeah, no, dude. <laughs> dude I, have this, I have this bit that I'm working, like, well, I don't want to say bit because it sounds like a tool bag. Yeah. Then <laughs> Lynn's going to sign off. Lynn, what do you got to the sign off? Well, to sign off, uh, I'll say thanks to everyone that listened. I hope you uh, had a good time and weren't too grossed out or offended or anything at any point in time um come back and listen to us again i guess we'll be uh you know continuing on with the rambling rambles of the i don't know what you're saying have a good night um or afternoon whenever you're listening to this i think the topics next week we're going to touch much more on uh marge moments and marge moments and remember that if you um use chewing tobacco pouches as tea bags it will help you not get the coronavirus so just remember that guys all right that's a lie everyone later on have a good one peace out adios amigos adios